Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today, I'm really excited to have Claire and Ashley on from Celebrity Memoir Book Club. I think that these two girls are like the most talented, funny, I mean, they're stand-up comics, but I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably already listened to Celebrity Memoir Book Club, and I wanted to have them on specifically for this episode about Glee TV show and cast member blind items because they've covered Naya Rivera's memoir um, in which she kind of reveals some of these blind items herself. So before we get into it, just a couple disclaimers. Um, One, we filmed this episode like, I don't know, a few weeks or like a month ago. And that was before I talked with Haley and found out that the term child porn should be called child sexual abuse material. As you probably know, one of the Glee cast members was found with CSAM. Anyway, so if we refer to it as that, it's because this was filmed weeks ago. Um, Number two, if we don't talk about a Glee cast member, that's because I looked for blinds on them and there weren't really any blinds to be found. Uh, Number three, if girls uh, interrupting each other makes you mad, just don't listen to this one. We're three girls gossiping. We interrupt each other a bunch. It's very fun. And number four, I tried to edit this one in audacity. You don't want to know how long it took me. And the audio levels are like still a little bit off. If it bothers you, uh, write it down on a piece of paper and then flush it down the toilet or burn it. But do not DM me that the audio levels are messed up. I know they are. I've already put five hours into editing this. Kindly take the words, shove them up your ass. Okay, um, thankfully, it was such a fun episode to edit because these girls are hilarious. I was literally laughing out loud while editing it. Let me stop talking and let's just get into today's episode. So without further ado, uh, Claire and Ashley. Okay. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Fluently Forward. Um, I'm here with the Celebrity Memoir Book Club girls. Do you guys like being called girls? I always call you the Celeb Memoir Book Club girls. It doesn't bother me at all. Okay. I wasn't sure if you guys want ladies or women or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we are, we're the adults of Celebrity Memoir Book yeah. Club. <laughs> with the uh, dignified adults. But I'm here with Claire and Ashley, and we're going to be going over Glee cast blind items, which was partly inspired by you guys reading Naya Rivera's book. Um, And it's funny because I feel like in her memoir, she kind of revealed a lot of these blind items. Like the main gist of everyone in the Glee cast is that they were all fucking each other um, and they like to party and they're all like fame obsessed, which is funny because I feel like that's kind of what happened on Glee. And uh, yeah, and I think something she said that's like a really interesting insight into their dynamic is that nobody was a star beforehand, except for I guess Leah Michelle had yeah. theater girl credit, but that doesn't really count in the Hollywood world. No. But because of that, they were there was no hierarchy. They were all just like rising together. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting because typically you have like, you know, a big name that pulls people into a show and then a couple of people who are like straggling to get to the top. Yeah. And I do think it was funny because I remember when Glee came out, there were people who like thought they were superior for like knowing who Leah Michelle was before because they were like Broadway freaks. And I'm like, check out yourself as a Broadway freak in order to like seem like you know more about the show Glee is like one of the more wild things to witness. It's like me being like, stand back, everyone. I was a horse girl in middle school. (laughs) So like put some respect on this name. Um, But yeah, so the blinds are crazy. Now, I do have to bring up like three of the people that these blinds are about have all passed on to the next life and typically I feel weird talking about blinds about people who are dead but that being said like they're so good that I can't not talk about it and I also feel like they've all kind of been revealed at this point do you know what I mean also I think because so many of them have died it's become like a weird 
like yeah. do you know what i mean it's like not one tragedy it's there might be a curse and if we could get to the bottom of it by the yes. end of this episode we could save diana agaron because I, <laughs> I i i think that the only one at this point actually there are a couple of them worth saving and diana agaron is like top tier for me same same here same here so we'll get into all of it i kind of pulled them on everyone some have obviously a lot more than the others um i will say other than like two folks i would consider kind of everyone to use beyond the blinds terminology super fucking rotted um so who do you guys want to get into first should we start with the the death so that then we can move to light yeah yeah okay. start with the darkness because, and, into and the also light. i do feel like those are like truncated rumors you know i mean at some point there's only so much theorizing you can do on somebody who's no longer alive yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it's hard to keep going on so okay let's start with Corey. there were only two on him he kind of pops in and out of leah michelle's items but this one was interesting talking about people who are like fucking each other like rabbits we had two different blinds talking about a little bit of a love triangle between leah Corey, and diana agron which it's hard to tell with some of these blinds. I always imagine everyone in Hollywood is like pansexual as fuck because mm -hmm. one blind will be like, they're actually closeted. And then another blind will be like, but they did fuck this one person. I just think everybody does that. Do you know my working theory on like the sexuality of Hollywood people? It's something in the water. It's it's, like, well, it's like, I do think that like once you have so much sex, you always need something different. It's yeah. like it becomes an addiction almost. And in the same way, do you ever go down like a pornhole where you like come out and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, like it started with Missionary and yeah, it yeah. ended now with like, like Sleeping Beauty cartoons. Yeah, you're like, what? Like, yeah. I think that that happens with real people too and with celebrities when nobody's ever saying no and you're having all this new sex all the time. You do yeah. have to kind of find like further and further things. I think that that's like the Epstein thing. I don't yeah. think all these people are born pedophiles and then their love just of children. Pushing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're like, what's off limits? And I think that the you have to keep keeping your self -interested. I also think people forget that all celebrities are theater kids which is like a notoriously <laughs> fluid bunch I think that people like see an actor who like portrays manly characters and they're just like well that's a man and you're like that's an actor that's a literal <laughs> professional theater kid why would they not yeah like they're you know what I mean like they're wearing makeup and I'm not yes. saying there's anything wrong with wearing makeup I'm just <laughs> saying that these are people who like get dressed up and they are, they're like fancy people for a living yeah. just because they like play a wilderness guy who's like chopping wood in the that's they're not a football player they're not which also is like super gay whatever but <laughs> <laughs> I just also think that like people are like Matthew McConaughey is a man's man and you're just like it is so insane to think Matthew McConaughey wouldn't be bisexual. Like, it's yeah. truly stupid. <laughs> like, the manliest... Jason Momoa probably yells at his PA for, like, not getting the right type of milk in his dressing room or something. Yeah. You know what First I mean? of all, actors, by definition, are pretending to be other people all, this, all the time. The idea yeah. that any of them have a sense of self is to miss the whole point of what their job is. And then second of all, I also think that when you're surrounded by Hollywood, the most beautiful people on earth, like, what is gender when everybody is a 10? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... <laughs> like most men don't know that many hot men at the end of the day they're only tempted once or twice a week you know yeah. what I mean maybe there's like one guy at the office who kind of gets you excited but yeah. in Hollywood like all of them are your, all your like hall passes all your like I'd go gay for he's your coworker now yeah they're <laughs> sitting next to you and that's the other thing is I feel like in an office setting it's like inherently not that sexual like even if you have like a bro that you're like he's the most handsome bro I know <laughs> and you like don't want to like really dissect that at all it's fine but like in Hollywood you're just like well that's the most handsome my hand my most handsome co-worker I see shirtless 
often and yeah. like yeah we're sometimes doing like, like we're doing like mirroring activities to get vulnerable and in yeah. touch or sometimes like you have to kiss each other yeah and that's like the movie and so. so then you like it like awake and you're just like oh i mean i think most people are bisexual so i feel like the fact that most celebrities are all fucking each other like is standard yeah i'd say so too okay so this is the love triangle um, it's all about basically saying that Corey and Leah were dating, but Corey was having sex with Diana at the time. So the first item says this B minus list, mostly TV actress who can also sing Diana Agron used to rush home with her co-star and have sex with him before her other co-star roommate would get home. Those two ended up dating. So I guess this happened before Corey and Leah dated. And then there was another item saying this B plus list, mostly TV actress from a very hit network show. Leah Michelle hates one of her C plus list former co-stars, which is Diana Agron. Why? The former boyfriend of Leah once called out the C-lister's name during sex, which <gasps> I would do too, because I think Diana Agron's like the most beautiful woman on the planet. Yeah, we talk about we've talked about that before. It's just I think she's like a beautiful person in a way that is like she's like a Disney princess or something. I feel like she almost is not sexual to me because she's like <laughs> yes. so pretty that you're just like. That's I do want to look at Blake her. Lively. Yeah. yeah. She, um, when I was seven, I had this like little jewelry contraption that had dolphins on it that I thought was just so lovely that I didn't even <laughs> want to put jewelry in it because I was just like, <laughs> I have to protect this thing at all costs. And I just like, it was just a thing I cherished. And that's how I feel about Diana Agron. She's a beautiful dolphin embellished jewelry case. Yeah. She really is. Yeah. But I, she is gorgeous. I can't get over how many of the blinds perfectly mirror the the plot lines of, of what's happening right? <laughs> but i also do think that like whereas normally i'd call bullshit on that i'd say that's some lady gaga promo nonsense i do think these people were cast in glee because they were these archetypes yeah and i do think that diana agron like if you're a hot finn if you're a hot cory monteith you go in and you fuck the hottest one mm -hmm. the jock and the cheerleader but then i do see how he's so fucked up and damaged and then like the weirdo that nobody likes like she really understands you and she's gonna bring you tea you know what i mean like i do yeah. see how leah michelle would be like this clinging needy little bitch who's like taking care of him all the time and in that way wins him over a chill girlfriend like I feel like life really imitates art for a lot of these people like for almost every person that I've looked into the blinds on other than Cam from Modern Family I feel like most people are the characters that they play for yeah. like better or for worse and I feel like Leah Michelle is like exactly who she is in the show fucking yeah. annoying and way too into herself you know the thing is it is a show about the people who are in the show do you know what I mean like yeah. it is a show sure they're not in high school now but when these people were in high school as you were just saying yeah they were play they were theater geeks and theater ge geeks grow up to be in acapella tv shows and this is an acapella tv <laughs> yeah. show about theater like they are playing themselves they were cast because they are them yeah i agree okay let's move on with the with the dead ones um and let's talk about mark the guy who died after finding out that he had um what was it was it fifty thousand items of child pornography it's never a little amount That's no, like, no. it's always like it's an amount of porn that i'm like i don't think i've seen that many like photos on instagram yeah <laughs> like it's always yeah. a number that i'm like how could your computer hold this yeah but also there's no way that Let's say it was 50,000 because I think it was something obscene. It was either 15,000 or 50,000, which even if it's 15,000, that's insane. I don't think I've watched that many YouTube videos, let alone porn videos, let alone child porn videos, let alone downloaded them and kept them somewhere. I've never watched a porn from start to finish. Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, one, like one full length old school VHS, like a 30 minute VHS could keep me occupied for four or five years because yeah. I could work off a couple minutes at a time yeah. like I just like can't imagine eating that much porn of any type yeah yeah so to me like this is my conspiracy mindset but I'm like there is a 
industry for child porn. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about it, but like supply and demand, right? With prohibition, like people are still drinking alcohol. There's a huge demand. So it makes me think just when I hear that number, he wasn't just viewing it for himself. Like nobody right. just has 15,000 videos. So he must've been involved with something. Well, something I have heard because I actually, <laughs> I went to private school every year of my life, which means that I have had like three different teachers arrested for child pornography. <laughs> they do have like a lower stakes in hiring people somehow at these private schools. But a part of it is because you have to prove that you want to begin. You know, you can't casually Google child porn and they'll just send it to you. Yeah. Because then the FBI would arrest everybody. I do think a lot of these circles, you have to like get some skin in the game and you have to either help create or you have to put in enough that you would be implicated. Yeah. They have to make it so what would stop an FBI guy from just like ordering some porn and then finding out the return, the send address and coming and getting me. And it's like, okay, you want porn, you make porn or you have to do something that's like deeply morally problematic. So that, and that's what happened with Epstein too. You know, why weren't these people ratted out? Well, if the blackmail goes up all the way the chain, like who's going to rat each other out? You're all implicated, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When it's like that mutual destruction, um, it is, so much porn. Yes. I like can't. No, I do think you I have do, to. I agree that he must have been like involved. Be part of the, yeah. Yeah. Whether it was like creation or like his house was just like where they kept kept it all. Do you think they're on records? They're NFTs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe he had like gigabytes, but there was only really one blind about him and it kind of lined up with everything I was thinking. It's really long, so I'm going to like cut out parts of it, but it was basically saying the aftermath and the increased focus on the curse of this show glee with the past week and that was the naya drowning i've been asking more questions about the hanging the death that makes no sense as a suicide the actor mark was about to start naming names names that were big enough to make someone kill him apparently yes the names were so big that they managed to bribe two officers in charge of monitoring the house arrest of the actor as soon as he was dragged from the house blah blah blah. anyway basically saying that it's a very, very long thing. You, you could look it up. But it was basically saying that he was going to start naming names maybe of people that he knew who was involved with this. And when he was put on um, house arrest, something happened where those officers, kind of just like the Epstein thing, the officers were gone for a period of time and nobody knows what happened to him. And then when they came back to the house, they were gone. He was suicided. And they I love that suicided is a new term in our lives. Suicided is like <laughs> death under mysterious I'm going to suicide Ashley one day. <laughs> and then it I says, don't fucking doubt it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it says, um, everyone knew who's going to give up the names. There were several names and IP addresses. But to me, only one name really sticks out as someone who had something to lose. Get for this one. I don't know how fan fiction this is. Someone, Anthony Weiner, who had just got out of jail and a half and a halfway house a few months earlier and has a history of this behavior. Could he have put something together to kill the actor? Depends if he called in his wife's friends or not. Would she help? So it gets a little cuey there at the end. I, I just don't. I watched Weiner, the documentary, and I don't think that man had the wherewithal to work. Like he couldn't. But isn't first of all the documentary's crazy he's such a raging narcissist he's in such it. a raging it's, narcissist it's worth but like he is not a man who like covered his own tracks do you know what I, I will mean? say yeah. the idea that anthony weiner killed mark sailing feels far-fetched to me yeah the idea that there is like this whole world of child porn and when someone gets too implicated and they're gonna start talking they have like a method for paying off the cops and suiciding that person that feels pretty spot like i don't think it's anthony weiner but i think that there are tons of nickelodeon fox uh disney executives like could it have been dan snyder 
now we're talking I mean, there we go <laughs> you strangled him with his foot like, i do believe that i like 100 percent agree that th- these people obviously are staying in business mm-hmm. and with like the internet it seems pretty easy to get them out but i anthony weiner is also the man who sent an underage girl a pic of his dick with his fa- son's face in it like this well, is not to be fair that was carlos danger that wasn't that's anthony so true. Weiner. That was yeah. <laughs> so it was a but you know what i mean like this is not a criminal mastermind this is like one of the biggest idiots on her right yeah. but the fact that there is like this underground mastermind like yeah there, there is a network I think. there is a network yeah yeah a network and they are like yeah i think the idea that he might not have killed himself i would believe mm-hmm. i also do and this is gonna be uh <laughs> questionable or problematic but to me there is a difference between porn with like underage teenage girls and porn with literal children yeah. Like well, there's definitely a, a difference, yeah. too. I think but, there's different names. But I mean, TikTok teens are like, it's grooming if you're 18 and he's 21. Like, yeah. they can't tell the difference. But TikTok uh, <laughs> tried to cancel Taylor Swift because they were like, when she was 22, she dated Connor Kennedy, who I was 17. I saw that the other day. And turning 18. And I was like, I think Taylor Swift shouldn't really be speaking about age gap relationships because I think it's weird that she dated John Mayer allegedly and was like don't you think 19 is too young and then she turns around and dates Jake Gyllenhaal and is like don't you think you're also too old and it's like I'm sorry like learn from your mistakes but like 17 turning 18 versus 22 that's not like a problematic creepy age gap especially when you're a fucking Kennedy like like there really isn't that much of a power imbalance you know the thing that drives me fucking insane about the set the 1931 or whatever the Taylor John age gap was is one time I made a TikTok video about how much John Mayer sucks and I like referenced the fact that he I didn't even really mention Taylor Swift. I just mentioned his like pattern of like emotionally destroying yeah. women. <laughs> the yeah. fact that like everyone he's ever dated has like anyone who's ever spoken out about him has been like that relationship left me a shell of my former self. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, listen, that's just like bad vibes to me. <laughs> and people so many incels came and commented that Taylor and John's relationship was technically legal. And I was like, I'm sorry. At what point did I say that he was dating an underage girl? He was not. Yeah. It's, it was legal. It was fine. I just think it's like mean. Yeah. Like, also, like you're going to take the side of John Mayer. The, like you said, he's the guy who every single person is like, this man completely like wrecked me from the inside out. And then they're like, yeah. I'm a, like, I'm a deadhead. And like, he's so good at guitar. It's like like you listen to like what Jessica Simpson says, what like even Jennifer Aniston who like doesn't really speak about her personal life and just like John Mayer really hurt my feelings yeah (laughs) and you're just like okay well that means he did something bad yeah if she's like mentioning it at all like Katy Perry I mean Taylor Swift like every single girl that he has publicly dated has a story about I don't know I'm just like okay I guess it wasn't illegal though well can I tell you and I'm I might have to cut this out but when I talked to NT the other day he was telling me that Dear John isn't about John Mayer. It's about this other guy that Taylor Swift was dating. He was like, he's a singer in a band that like not a lot of people know of. And he has like tattoos. He was older. It was like all of this stuff that lines up completely. And he was an alcoholic. So the parents did not want Taylor dating him. But that's who Dear John is about. That's who the song Ours is about. That's who like all these songs are about. And he was saying that John Mayer has been talking to Taylor Swift kind of because he saw what happened to Jake Gyllenhaal with the re-records and he is not going to let his PR be like completely destroyed and speak now when like the song isn't even about him and it's about someone else apparently. 
Wow. Allegedly. Yeah. Wow. He said that was the thing he's most excited for in 2022 to see happen. <laughs> oh my God. So I was like, that's so be interesting because John, like, I can't imagine him giving a shit about his PR. He's just like worried that the narrative would be shared with somebody else because he's gotten so, so he has such a bad rap already. Yeah. Like, how much I, worse can like, I get? Like, what does he care at this point? It seems like he just doesn't give a shit. But then the idea that I think probably less than the bad PR, he doesn't want to have to share the name with Taylor. He doesn't want to. Mm, yeah. Because I think right now people equally blame both. But with the Jake Gyllenhaal thing, like the joke was like, even if you don't know what happened, you have to be team Taylor or yeah. also get murdered. Yeah. And I think he's scared of like being in any conversation where he'd come in second because he's such a narcissist. Because yeah. also like if he doesn't want to claim Dear John, why did he write Paper Doll? I don't know. Right. Maybe PR. Yeah. It Who seems knows? like for a while he like kind of reveled in it. And now he's like not in the mood. Yeah. I, I do hope they dated. Me too. Yeah. And I want to know what happened. I also do think like much like what we were saying with Glee, they are both such archetypes that he, like Taylor the bad Swift boy and the good girl. is the type of girl that he's always dating. Just some young, naive idiot. And John <laughs> Mayer is the type of girl guy she's always dating, like some bad boy that she thinks she can fix, even though she doesn't know how to drive yet. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're both like awful people in that sense that yeah. they could, you know what I mean? If not one, then the next, which John. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay, we'll do Naya and then we'll kind of move on to the people that are still alive. Okay, so this was one. Also, let me know what you think about this one. Sometimes my like bullshit meter goes off when I read these blind items, but it was basically saying about Naya, we all know you're wondering and speculating about this actress's behavior. The explanation may surprise you. She was so stressed out over the past six months. Everything was falling apart. Her job, her new venture, her relationship, her friendships. And her relationship with her boss and colleagues were all in a state of flux. There wasn't much to be happy about. Uh, her life spiraled completely out of control. Her plans for the wedding were the one thing that she still had control over. Then when her fiancé cheated on her with her colleagues, she broke up with both of them. The sense of betrayal and loss and grief that she felt was overwhelming. So the way that she coped was to hold on to the one thing that made her happy, the wedding plans. She kept going with her wedding plans and she just slotted in a new guy. So if you're wondering why she got married, it's not because she's on drugs or crazy or seeking publicity, um, but it was simply coping with her grief by doing the one thing that made her happy, following through on the wedding. And I believe that about the wedding, but it says that Big Sean cheated on her with Leah Michelle, which I just find... I, uh, I find why that would Big Sean fuck Leah Michelle? Why would anyone fuck Leah Michelle? She's right? so unfuckable. I, yeah. It's... Okay, I guess a lot of that does line up pretty hardcore with what she wrote in her own memoir. Yeah, I mean, she did have the wedding on the same day, right? Yeah, Yeah, and she talked a lot about, like, the fallout of, like, things at work were going terribly. She, like, got briefly fired off Glee. Like, she got into a huge fight with the producers. Yeah. Um, Her relationship was obviously spiraling, like, a lot of shit in her life. She, like, wrote about that time and how awful everything was. So. I, I do think also it matches up with the psychology of like celebrities and what we've seen a lot of, which is that they'll have these big, overwhelming, tumultuous relationships with like an equal and then just marry a subordinate. Like, I mean, even in case is Ariana Grande coming to mind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And I mean, just all of them do it. K-Fed. Like, because the thing is with these celebrities, first of all, they're so busy. They're so out of control. And I think we like underestimate the power of being around a celebrity that they can just marry one. And I think, they all mistake marriage for a relationship and they just have this idea like if I get married then I'll have stability and I'll have love and I'll have yeah they do like we have I feel like in modern dating there's like the talking phase exclusive in a relationship engaged 
and married and in celebrity relationships, I feel like there is dating married married Divorced. and yeah it's like <laughs> they literally they're like okay if we're gonna be exclusive I guess we're married yeah <laughs> like they yeah. just don't and I do think it's because like there's not that normal power balance where somebody's just like if this is what you say then we have to go with it and I'm too scared to say no and then they have all the money in the world to plan an insane wedding and like yeah. anything that would normally hold back a regular person doesn't hold them back and I think if they can find someone who's beneath them enough they'll get swept up in it and another thing is like it's so easy to have that love bombing we're in love, we're playing house when money is not an object. Yeah. Like, I do think you look at the Tom Cruise stuff with Scientology and the way that, like, in uh, Leah Remini's book, she talks about how they would ask a girl, what's your dream date? And then Scientology would go behind your back and plan your dream date with Tom Cruise. And it's very easy to fall in love with someone when it's like, what's your favorite pasta? Well, tonight we're going to Rome to get you cacio and pepe and bring you home and go to a bar. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't fall in love with that lifestyle. It's so easy when there I'm thinking are no of real Trisha problems. Paytas too. I'm like, she was with Jason Nash or equal, but then she loved Bomb Moses and now they're together or something. Yeah. But and you do see that happen. I also think it's the way they have to date weirdly. Like yeah. I don't think it's by choice all the time because I think that when you're a celebrity, if you, when we spot a celebrity eating dinner with someone, we're like, that's their new boyfriend. Like yeah. as soon as you step out into public with someone, you are effectively announcing your relationship. So you can't do this like casual dating, seeing multiple people. You just got drinks with someone. We'll see where it goes. Like you either have to like date indoors, which is also really intimate to be like, okay, yeah. our first 15 dates are going to be in your house cooking a meal or ordering takeout and like watching movies and really getting to know each other. And then as soon as we do a normal thing, like eat dinner in public, we are public to the world. Yeah. And so you like, I don't know, they move in such like unnatural. Also their schedules. Like if you look at, I mean, watching chaotic with Brittany and Kevin, it really shows you she was going on world tours every year. Mm -hmm. She was out of the country in a different city for like four to five months at a time a year if she wanted if she met a guy she liked she couldn't say I hope you're still here in five months she had to say okay drop everything and just travel with me because we can't have a normal relationship and I think you look at Matthew McConaughey him and Camilla Alvarez is that her name Alves maybe it's just Alves but they had a deal as soon as they got engaged she said wherever you go on shoot I'm coming with you and I think he likes that about her because and like they I do actually think they're probably loyal to each other because she knew that and she was willing to do what it takes which is it's lonely on set when you have to go to yeah. when you have to go to Vancouver for four months and you don't fucking know anybody or even busy Phillips talking about what it was like to shoot Dawson's Creek in North Carolina. You're just in some fucking town where you don't know anybody but your co-stars. You don't want to hang out with your work friends all the time. Yeah, it's it's very lonely. What's perfect is having some guy with no job just fly out and live wherever you live. Yeah, I don't even really blame celebrities for cheating. I mean, like, I don't really blame celebrities for a lot because, like, you know, if I went out to the grocery store and there were a million light bulbs flashing in my face, maybe I'd get hooked on drugs, too. Maybe I would do something dark, too. It really fucks with your head. But like you said, like, it does get really lonely. I think a lot of people who cheat, it's not because they're evil at the heart of it. It's just because, like, it's circumstantial. Like, I don't, like, if you're filming a superhero movie and you're surrounded by all these people and your wife you don't see her for six months like uh, I don't know I feel like the majority of people would do something shady in that type of situation and especially think about like especially co-stars cheating with each other like think about how intimate if like if you're shooting sex scenes with someone and you're not seeing your wife for however many months you just like think that you're in love with that person now yeah you're like I don't know I'm acting in love with this person and the person I actually love is thousands of miles away so maybe I just do love this person instead yeah. I do think celebrities are like really lonely and that's like the thing we get the most from these 
mm-hmm. books. Well, they have to be because they're always like, you know, I would not advise someone to be famous. Like I would not, you know, advise this lifestyle for someone else, which I feel like is pretty interesting. I feel like people always forget that most of fame is like bad. <laughs> like having money is cool. Yes. I always think about yes. the Khloe Kardashian, Dave and Buster's birthday party. <laughs> where I just like like this is that's silly and honestly Dave and Buster's is probably super fun with your friends but just this idea that like you have millions and millions of dollars and you still like your own fucking birthday party can't even be what you want to do with your the people you like that has to be promo or Paris Hilton's recent wedding is God. I think the ultimate example to me of why it's just not worth it because it's like wow why did you work this hard for 40 years why did you like whore yourself out for these DJing gigs did you yeah. watch um, American Meme no. Where she's like, I'm on the road 300 days a year. She says, I'm no, Trump. this is Paris. Paris is, I know that's what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, this is Paris. She says, I'm yeah. on the road for 300 days a year. That's an incredibly lonely lifestyle, but she's like working to make as much money as she can. And then she has a wedding where every single part of it is merch. She had a blog post up the next day about like my five favorite, like if you work that hard and you can't even enjoy your wedding or Will Smith being like, I work on Christmas just to make the point that like, I never take a day off. If you've worked this hard your whole life and you still can't enjoy Christmas with your family, then what the fuck was it for? I think it's an addiction. Like, I think it has to be an illness. You know what I mean? There has to be some sort of void to fill, especially with Paris. I mean, she was already an heiress to begin with. So it's like, it's not like I heard they were not that rich. Oh yeah. I heard that they needed her to do that because they themselves like did not have any money. Yeah. It was like the name Hilton, but like that, because there was a bunch of, right, weren't there like four kids? And I think they said it in the This Is Paris documentary, too. They were like the first two inherited a good chunk. The second two were just kind of like left to, they they inherited money, but it wasn't like yeah. the well, wealth that we. I think they like push her to make money. There's yeah. a big discrepancy, I think, between people and what they think fame is. Like you talked about this in your Naya podcast where everyone, she was starring on a TV show, but she like had a roommate. Like she yeah. didn't have any money. And even us, like with on TikTok, people will be like, oh my God, how many PR packages do you get? How much money do you make off of it? I'm like, no, like none, like nothing. And then you see those girls on TikTok being like, I have 4,000 followers and I made $10,000 last month. And I'm like, doing what? It's isn't that fascinating? I'm always I'm like, like obsessed with it. I'm just like, who are you? They are out there hustling. I guess they're like a micro influencer, so it's more it's impactful. Really, yeah. But a lot of people will look at someone on a TV show or with a certain number of followers or fame and be like, oh my God, you must be rich or you must be successful. And it's like, not like, no, like all this shit is fake. Or even I saw a girl on TikTok one time who was on, I don't know what TV show she was on, but she was on some popular show that was, ran like seven seasons, had a good role. And she sat down and she's like, yeah, I do make a lot of money like when you look at it but she's like after taxes and then after PR after stylist after hair and makeup she's yes. like what I have to pay out of pocket I like am not left with a lot I it's, think we saw the same video because it was pay, I mean paying for PR is really expensive yeah. yeah yeah well and it and you have to hope it pays off because then if you become like a celebrity that people like want to see stuff from then you start getting a ton of free stuff then you start getting stuff sent to you then you start getting cast in more things and getting more jobs and more work and like brand deals and representation and all that stuff but like if you if people just like kind of know who you are and you've like been on tv like a lot of people have been on tv yeah yeah it is pretty crazy (laughs) Okay, we'll finish up with Naya. Oh, this one I thought I wanted to read to you guys because it was pretty funny. It was about her book. It goes, the former Glee actress just got a book deal. Yeah, I don't know why either. Someone (laughs) probably wants to sleep with her. Anyway, she is going to talk about the cheating that the biggest show on the, the, the biggest star in the show did on her beloved boyfriend. Oh, also at least two. Also, she's going to out at least two actors from the show. Our actress wants to make a splash. I don't think all of that happened, but she did get the book deal. 
Yeah. I think of all of them, she was the right one to get the book deal because I think her persona and her personality is like most likely to tell you like it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people were so obsessed with Glee that they would take anything. And I do think like if you know, I mean, I don't know what the fuck Leah Michelle would say. We're actually going to do her books. We'll find no, <laughs> I didn't order it because it's mostly not a memoir. So yeah, yeah. Like Diana Garan, you can tell like Leah Michelle has a book that's like mostly recipes and like <laughs> my like my recipe for a happy, healthy life. And one part. <laughs> Stretching in the morning. Yeah. One stretch, part gratitude. Stretch, lie, do Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> Go on a yacht. Okay. And then we'll just finish up with um, some of the ones about her tragic passing um there was one blind saying the family of this recently deceased actress have hired their own investigator because they are not convinced it was an accident there are just too many things not making sense about the b-listress death and i feel like collectively as a nation like we all agreed on that when it happened we were like it was i remember being like what do you mean someone got in a riptide in a lake i had never even heard of that yeah Yeah. i think overall i'm still i still feel it's very sus and then this claire you mentioned that you hadn't heard this actually i don't know if you hadn't either but her sister, Nikayla, um, and her husband got together like two weeks after her death. Um, and there's one that says, the question I think everyone has about this relationship is whether it started before or after the mysterious death of the B-plus-less actress. If it was before, then that just adds fuel to the fire. Here's what I will say. That sister was not mentioned once in the book. Yeah. Yeah. She mentions having a sister. And I didn't even know her name. When you said Nikayla, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think she says her sister's name. I think she just mentions that she had a brother and a sister. Yeah. So I don't think they were close, which makes it really weird. It's super weird. And then this blind says, this this sibling of the dead actress recently had a miscarriage. A miscar- miscarriage. I don't know why I said it like two words. <laughs> Getting pregnant so soon after the death was going to be really awkward to publicly discuss. So I guess she got pregnant allegedly then had a miscarriage. And then this was just the last one um, about the showrunner Ryan Murphy saying... Oh, you mean the narcissistic showrunner who only likes the person he sees in the mirror and was willing to hire nobody, nobody cast to put more money in his own pocket, product be damned, blah, 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 is accused of not following through on promises for a dead actress he treated like crap while she was alive. Not surprising. That's what Ashley said. I always say I have like a lot of hate in my heart for Ryan Murphy, especially around Naya Rivera's death, because I like feel thoroughly like his statement around her death like he runs every show he has every show in hollywood yeah. he has so much tv and he like after she passed he did also what scream queens and american horror story queen, i think he american also horror did story. melrose place the reboot mm. there's also, a couple others he's done a couple like failed things but he's got nip tuck nip that was his but that was like before Glee. Okay. But my point is that he after she died clearly naya rivera was struggling in her career yeah like the last show that I saw her in was Step Up High Water, which was a YouTube Red original series <laughs> interpretation of the show Step Up produced by Jenna Duan Tatum, starring a couple of Instagram dancers like Jade Bug and Oh Carlita. my God, I know Jade Bug, yeah. So they're in this show and then like the stars, like the big hot names of this. I loved this show. They need okay. to pay you, Ashley. You, I'm going to put a kibosh on you talking about this anymore on any podcast we do until they give us a fucking dollar because nobody, not Jenna Duan Tatum, I guess formerly Tatum, now Duan again, not Naya Rivera, not nobody has promoted the show the way you have promoted it. You bring it up in most conversations. Because I think it's such a fascinating look at what happened to Naya Rivera's career because it was like this is a a web series she was in a a dancing web series about 
a dancing high school with her and Neo. Yeah. And they would like be trotted out like celeb, like, you know, in like One Tree Hill when they would have like, like a band would be playing at the the local club and they would like really trot them out in a dramatic way because they'd be like, like winking at the audience, like your favorite band is about to play. (laughs) Like that's how they would treat Naya and Neo. Yeah. And you were just like, why? Like, why is this happening? What happened here? Oh and my god, so, the fact that their names are so similar to Naya and Neo almost makes me think yeah. that they just had a giant Excel spreadsheet that they printed out of every <laughs> like D list out of work actor and musician, and then they threw darts. Oh yeah, but anyway, like, so my and it landed point, in the middle, so they picked both of them. So my point is the way that Ryan Murphy like got press over Naya's death, talking about how talented she was, because I do think that she was like low key one of the most talented she was i have to say going back i watched like all these compilations of her line delivery it was spotless and she was genuinely funny yeah Yeah. so i think this blind wasn't even just about that it was saying that um there was a college fund promise or something so like oh for the sun or something yeah there was some for naya to go to college (laughs) let's see Ryan Murphy addresses complaint from naya rivera's father over college fund promise if Um, he doesn't choke out 200k yeah i will kill him because that man is too rich yeah oh yeah but what i was saying is it bothers me so much him talking about how talented and incredible she was when clearly her career was not going well and he had all the power in his fucking pinky to revive it she would have been great in american horror story or scream queens yeah Yeah. she could have been the funny lunch lady in scream queens or something she would have been so funny in scream (laughs) queens but yeah so i think her dad tweeted and called him out saying that um you know he promised that the kid he made a promise saying that he was going to provide a college fund for his for her young son and they didn't get any phone calls they uh fake outrage hollow gestures no phone call broken promises is what he said that is Um, ice fucking cold i mean he could truly make back the entire college fund in interest just like send it he probably makes that in like a fucking week so it is stupid well let's move on to the folks that are alive if we want to keep talking about ryan murphy there's some stuff about chris colfer if that's how you hear that pronounce his name so this says this a plus list showrunner airs most of his shows on a cable channel now but he had a network hit on that network hit he wrote a role specifically for an 18 year old male who slept with him and that was chris getting the role by sleeping with ryan and then there was another blind saying the b minus list mostly tv actor is kind of playing with fire since his hit network show ended he has been on edge about work implying that he was hooking up with this producer before he was even legal is probably not the best way to have career advancement so allegedly, I think he hooked up with Ryan Murphy before he was 18 to get the role on Glee, and he was kind of running his mouth about it in Hollywood. What has he done since? He, okay, this when is... When they said mostly TV, I was like, one TV. What do you mean mostly? I think a lot of these Glee folks do, like, shit on Broadway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I also think Chris Colfer, like, wrote... I remember there was a period of yes. time when they were pretending that Chris Colfer was, like, going to be <laughs> some, like, triple threat writer actor singer okay i guess if ryan murphy was backing me i'd believe that about myself too he ryan, wrote a movie how'd it go i don't think good well the blind the other two blinds about him are about him writing books and it says this illiterate which always like freaks me out b-list actor last seen singing considers himself an author now well he buys the stories from someone else but i'm sure he writes the acknowledgments so why not and <laughs> that's like a lot of the books that he does i think shane mitchell did something similar too i believe oh, it's like the kendall and kylie that. dystopian not like oh i made i wrote a novel yeah which and honestly Levine write one too oh my god probably when she's not like drumming or trying to 
I feel like Cara Delevingne is the ultimate pick me girl, but she's also a lesbian, which is like confusing for me to straggle both minds of. I'm like, <laughs> you cater so much to the male gaze, but you only date females for the most part. I think she said she's pansexual or something. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, she but I just feel like on every interview, she's like, it's you could make a bingo card of where she talks about call her du- call of duty. Oh my god, playing the oh drums, playing the guitar, how much she like eats meat or shit like that. It's just um, she's yeah, she's- yeah annoying and then okay and then this is the other one too saying more about his writing the publisher for blah 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 okay the publisher of chris basically chastised him for some comments he made on social media our actor is now a children's book author and the publisher said that the former actor should refrain from making comments that are not consistent with being an author of children's books and the comment that he made that he got chastised for was he made an Instagram post where the caption said, the moment you realize you're the only bottom in the bar. And apparently the publisher reached out and was like, you can't do that because you write children's books now. <laughs> I do believe that people are so anal about shit you say online. Like they're anal. Such, like, <laughs> people, people are super bottom about the stuff you say online. <laughs> okay, then we have some stuff about... Um, well, you know who I want to talk about, actually? This is probably the one that was most surprising. And then we'll get to Leah Michelle. Um... Matthew Morrison. Now, obviously, like, I find him hilarious on TikTok how every time you see him, someone's like, I need a trigger warning because he's just like so fucking ridiculous. I just thought he was cringe. I didn't know that he was fully rotted. Did you guys know that? What's your no. opinion? On I think him? I had a suspicion. People don't tend to be that mad about cringe. Yeah. Like, people get, like, people will make fun of you, but I did. I will also say that that is like, I feel like the way that people like gathered so hard to be like, no, this is cringe, like, comes from an. <laughs> Like there was like an aura of rottedness. It's like Olivia Munn. Like sometimes we're like we can't find what, but we can sense. Yes, and sometimes people are cringe, but like in a funny way. Like there are a lot of people who I feel like are cringe that people don't go after the way. Like even like Debbie Ryan. Debbie Ryan is cringe, but people like make fun of her, being like, "How coked up is this bitch?" But they're not like mad at her. Like Like Megan Trainer is cringe, but no one's gonna say that she's evil. Like people hate Matthew Morrison they're yeah. like angry with him also can I say like in line with our like the blinds tend the people line up with the characters like you don't cast people out of nowhere and I think you could look at um Chris D'Elia and say that like the amount yes. of times that you're like holy shit that wasn't a joke to you um do you do you watch Younger no that's okay. the Hillary Duff one I've seen a couple episodes I loved it I binged it over the pandemic and in Younger Matthew Morrison has a two episode <laughs> arc where he's like this perfect farm boyfriend and the reveal is that he fucks his animals <laughs> in his free time and I know that that's obviously a plot Wait, like, for Glee. which which animal is I think it was a sheep types. or something right yeah okay but <laughs> do you know what I mean like there I did like there was something in me like I saw it and I went this rings true <laughs> He was in Grey's Anatomy as Joe Wilson's abusive ex-husband. There's something where you're like, this all, like, you're like, in the pit of my stomach, I go, he was cast for this on purpose. I just always say, like, woman's intuition. And then I'm like, you can't say I'm wrong because, like, I'm a woman. my feelings are right. (laughs) Okay, so there were obviously some about him, as you could probably guess, being um, a little bit open on his, yeah, sexuality and bestiality um there was interesting with one saying that he dated chase crawford for a bit but the ones that really stood out to me and there were a lot over a variety of different websites his relationships 
with Brian Singer. You guys know Brian Singer, yeah. right? Oh my God, yeah. Completely rotted producer. He worked on like X Men and all of these like famous movies. Um, for years, there have been blind items, and now there's actually articles and allegations being written about like young men that he abused. And by young, it's kind of creepy because they always just turned eighteen. Which okay. that to me is like very sus. Very very. That's sus. like the worst because it's not even like you like just look and you're like oh they're young it's like no you like look at them you're tracking them you're watching yes date yeah that's even more predatory than like going home with someone at a bar and you're like fuck i thought you were older so yeah all of these items were basically saying that he is a pickup master who finds young men for brian singer and brian singer i've also talked to some folks in the dms about this who have had friends who have literally met and fucked Brian Singer and like all of the stories are true like he will fly out young boys to LA there are these orgy parties that he hosts at his apartment anyway so allegedly Matthew Morrison was finding the young men for this and there's a bunch saying too that he got married but um, it doesn't mean that he still isn't hanging out at the disgraced director's parties and leaving the wives at home which is what Matthew Morrison and Sean William Scott were doing um and then this was one here soon too saying this married alliteration actor has not really been seen since his hit network show days. He's done some one offs, but nothing like that hit show right now. He's trying to avoid talking to anyone about those orgies he threw for the missing A-list director. I'm guessing there were not many IDs checked at the door and then saying too that he got rewards for keeping his mouth closed. Um, he went on a vacation paid for by Brian Singer to Hawaii and basically all these things like there's probably about eight different blinds here that he uh was working with brian singer at least has like very very close ties to him i think 2022 could be the year that everything about brian singer is found out it's hard not i thought that they had that whole expose we don't know where he is a a lot of these blinds i think are from like two years ago okay so i remember there was that expose that people just kind of forgot about there was like a pretty rough what well, I think they, was that in. There was like was a pretty intense yeah. expose about him. Are you talking and, about the recent one from like a week ago? No. Or, oh, okay. It was exactly, I know exactly when it was because it was when it was I got. like in, about the pool party. It's when I got into that fight with Francis Elliott from. Mm-hmm. Francis Ellis because from this yeah. Barstool guy because he was doing this like shitty, comedy dumb song. comedy parody song about how if Harvey Weinstein had been gay then he'd be more successful because he would have just done it. And I was like, that's so true. Just like all those Brian Singer boys are so successful now and definitely not yeah. killing themselves in AA. Yeah, no, a hundred. So whenever I got canceled for that by that so was, it was definitely pre pandemic. It was when I was working. It was like 2019. Oh, so yeah. no, no, it was the winter 2018. It was Three like, when, it was like JFL auditions 2018. 2018. <laughs> but I, I honestly think that the reason this isn't really being talked about is because one, it has to do with like young underage people, which like we're uncomfortable talking about. We don't like doing that. And then two, it also has to do with men and like yeah. the, the sexual assault cases of men really aren't talked about as much yeah, as women and they're less likely to come forward. And you combine the two of those. And I'm like, I think that's why Brian Singer has been, I mean, obviously I'm sure he's paying off a shit ton of people and doing nasty stuff behind the scenes. But I think that's why people aren't like looking into it with the same amount of vigor that they did with Harvey Weinstein cases. I also think Harvey Weinstein had reached a certain pinnacle of success and they were ready to like let topple the king or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think like, I don't think that there's as many people who like need to see Brian Singer go down. And I think, cause I think Hollywood agreed. They're like, yeah, we'll cut Harvey Weinstein. You're right. So then they were able to like dramatically 
yeah. push him off his mountaintop. I almost think he was the fall guy too for the yeah. Me Too movement because from what a lot of the blinds say, like this whole casting couch situation, it's still going on. Like yeah. that's still how you get apart. Like everyone was like, we did it. We got rid of Harvey Weinstein. It's like, no. And they're like, yeah, oh, like, Jeffrey Epstein's dead. Weinstein we did it. It's like, no. existed in like a silo. You think he was the only one doing this? Yeah. Like he was part of a culture that still he exists. He had assistants who would literally cover up his shit for him. And I'm yeah. sure like everyone does. So I don't know. I just think it's it's weird. And I feel like nobody wants to talk about this because they're like, also too, they're like, oh, it's just a blind item. It's like, well, there's also like hundreds of allegations over the years. So I yeah, don't know. Yeah, there's been a lot of reputable sources. Can I say something? I know this is not the point. Yeah, but the idea of being like an old person who's constantly in a sea of young people that I know are only trying to fuck me for money, like I don't understand how men could delude themselves into being turned on by that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I really think that is like a key difference between men and women is that men have this incredible ability to I don't know if they can turn off that part of their brain that like is that people find them disgusting and they're like no they want to be here or if they don't care that to them being like sexual prowess and financial power are so one in the same that it doesn't need to be separated that the fact that like you have that kind of power that hot people want in ugly people or like a young person wants an old person is just as good but I do feel like as a woman I don't want to speak for all women but I do feel like could you handle it Ashley no like being in a sea of like young hot people who you know are repulsed by you but only there for opportunity (laughs) The, no. the audacity Could you? and I feel like we can say this because like the podcast listeners are mostly women but the audacity like I don't know I could not have even if I have sex with my perfect loving boyfriend there are times where I'm like oh like straight pube or like suck my stomach in you know and a yeah. guy will never think about that yeah. or you even see it like I've seen homeless women none of them have ever jacked off in front of me but the homeless men are you know what I mean yeah. like I do think that there's a level of audacity when it comes to like being sexual or getting what you want sexually where men are just not afraid to ask for it or go for it or be shameless at all and women are always just like second guessing themselves and trying to people please and stuff like that I do feel like for like men to have sex means like they won the power so by any means necessary if they're there they have the power and I feel like if someone has sex with a woman it means something different to women it means like you you, they found you attractive they wanted to have sex with you like if I if we had to have sex with a guy and he only liked us because of our money the whole time I would be like are you sure you want to be doing this like you do you actually like me it's not just really insecure it'd be hard to get into it yeah no I completely agree I mean like I've had like anxiety about like anytime I've ever like I've been on a date before with someone who had like known my Twitter or like whatever and then I just have like a lot of anxiety and insecurity about like even them thinking the idea that they know a version of me perceiving you yeah yeah I'm like I want you to only know the version of me that I'm like presenting to you right now and like I don't understand what you want from me if you've like if you know if you know that much yeah do you know what I mean like it makes me feel like there's like other motives yeah like because I feel like with comedy there are guys like I don't I'm not trying to like I feel like it sounds like I'm like gassing myself up it really doesn't it sounds like you're trying to ungas yourself as possible (laughs) (laughs) you haven't said a thing because you're like it's not like it's just okay here's the thing (laughs) a man on a date sees a tweet (laughs) a guy guys like being talked about they have this like weird fucking thing they get off on like you mentioning them like I I date a lot and a lot of times guys will like find out I do stand up or like have known about my Twitter before we've gone out and I didn't know that or something like that. And they'll be like, Oh my God, is this material? Like, is this going to be material? Is this going to be material? And they're like almost turned on by that. And then like, cause that's like the only thing I have to give right now is like this weird thing that they like is sometimes like some guys, guys that I don't like, like being talked about mm-hmm. in public spaces. They, 
and they like the attention. And so if I think that's what they want, it like freaks me the fuck out. I'm like, this is disgusting. And I am not giving that to you. Like go, I want you to like me. I don't want you to like the idea of like you being on Reddit at some point. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Which I do think I I have before submitted uh, a question about my relationship on Reddit, which by the way, don't ever do that. (laughs) Cause then you, cause then you get all of this conflicting advice and you click onto someone's profile and they subscribe to like fairy manga porn addicts. And I'm like, great. The person with the most upvotes giving me advice on my relationship is addicted to fairy manga porn. And okay. For the next person, I'm going to give you guys a pick. Do you want to do Leah Michelle or Diana Agron first? I want to do... Let's do Diana, then Leah, because I, I like Diana and I don't like Leah. Okay, yeah, okay. let's run through Diana. Start off with some sugar and then some spice. So a lot of the blinds about Diana are basically saying that after the show ended, she realized the next big thing to do was basically be a professional beard for people, slash yachter, which honestly kind of sounds like the move. So um, there, were one, there was one blind saying... That basically she goes to different events and she's always on the arm as like arm candy to different married married studio heads or things like that. So different folks who need like a little something cute to show up with. She'll be the person that they show up with to all of these events. Or there was one saying that she was bearding for Josh Hutcherson during his whole Hunger Games situation. And he is in the closet and he needed someone to attend parties with him. And she was the person who did that, which I just feel like she would be a perfect person to show up on someone's arm to a party. Yeah. She is like the ultimate. I mean, and Shiva baby. Did you see that? She had a baby. No, no, no. Shiva baby. The movie. The movie. (laughs) It's a movie. Um, She's like plays the persona of perfect wife like she is ah, perfect Lara. she is perfect wife and then also I think right now she's like really rebranding her career she's been doing some indie films and I think yes. she's trying to be like Michelle Williams it she's trying to Michelle Williams it by being like I'm not glee girl I'm an actual actor yeah yeah well, you know what's funny you know who else tried to Michelle Williams it and then just like I guess got bored and gave up who I was like Katie Holmes I think took a page out of Michelle Williams's book huh. because she did all these weird movies like April at Thanksgiving or something. Do you remember that? Like days of April. Oh yeah. I also think she got bored of like acting. I don't think she. And then she just it. was like, "I'll just be famous and marry Tom Cruise." And then that was a mistake. And she's like, "Well, now I'll just be a mom." <laughs> yeah. Does she do anything now? She's like I hot. Don't think so yeah. she's like normal hot. I, but yeah, no. Yeah. But she's like she's doing like a um what's her name like Chloe Sevigny like kind of like low key New York fashion girl hot thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's normal girl hot. Okay. That's just any woman it's like with good skin. That's like and glossier a lot of, hot. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, any woman with good skin and a stylist. Yeah. yeah. So that's like, all remember what she did for that sweater bra. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was just thinking insane. about it. <laughs> but I feel like that's the right way for a celebrity to go, right? You don't want to be like a Chrissy Teigen where you're hanging on to every last morsel until you get canceled and hated. It's like yeah. you did your time. Yeah. Back out. You could always come back in if you wanted and people would welcome you with open arms. But I don't know. She played it well. Yeah. So the, the actual the actual Diana Agron sounds like a fucking cool, mostly lesbian chick, basically saying that um, so she was formerly married to this guy, Winston Marshall, who I think was like in some indie band. And it was saying that he's been out of the country um, uh, very often. Uh, 
sorry, she has been out of the country and spending almost every night at one of the world's biggest sex clubs, minus her husband. And that was in Berlin, Germany, where she was filming there. And she allegedly hooks up with women and had a girlfriend when she was dating Winston Marshall. And she lived with the girlfriend. And he really didn't see her that much, which is why their marriage ended up breaking up. Um, and then we had a very interesting blind, too. Where's the one about also, her? I don't know if you talked about it in your Gaylor episode, but because she dated Taylor Swift supposedly for a while. Yeah, supposedly, but like, yeah, yeah, definitely. That, I mean, like I say supposedly because I'm like, uh, yeah, allegedly, allegedly, but like she, I would lay my life down for it. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly, I'm certain that she did. Yeah. And I think that they were very cute. You can also tell that they dated because they looked the exact same when they dated and her and Carly Kloss looked the exact same when they dated. And if you know anything about lesbians, they are always dating people for the most part who look exactly like them. I mean, I mean look at Joe Allen. Have you yeah. seen the Tumblr posts of them wearing the same outfits, Diana and Taylor? Oh, yeah. Borrowing each other's clothes. But I then saw somebody say that like those were dresses at like anthropology. So it could have just been ones that they bought. But who okay. knows? Okay. This was one of my favorite lines about Diana. It was saying that her and... Okay. Nina Dobrev is allegedly a huge yachter. Like, she yes. is the girl, along with Lindsay Lohan, for yachting. And it says, The former Glee actress has joined forces with the former Vampire Diaries star to create the ultimate television threesome package. Oh, my God. And it says that that was something that was offered for yachting. Now, when it comes to yachting, I, I should have talked more to Auntie about this, but it, to me, it does seem like a thing. Like, if I know girls in my college who were sugar babies and things like that, and if Tana Mojo is an influencer out here saying that she's getting paid for sex, like, what's to make you think that these actors and actresses aren't, you know? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are like, but they have so much money. And it's like, no, the price just goes up along with everything else. But, like, the act doesn't stop. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I mean, look at Miranda Kerr. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was in... Emily, Emily Ratajkowski's book, book right yeah, yeah. and also, in court papers because that is like the the guy specifically that Emily was talking about her yachting for it was is now like an internationally wanted thief I was also talking to a sex worker about the like mindset because like after some of the stuff I said in the Emily Ratajkowski episode like the mindset that we have of like if not for money then why like maybe they just like it like it doesn't have to be you know what I mean? Like people like, why is Jeff Bezos still working? Like, why isn't he retired? He has enough money. Like maybe yeah. Nina Dobrev and Diana Agron like, like having sex on boats. Honestly, <laughs> I've always said my dream job would be to be a honeypot spy. I just want to dress up, go out with some yeah. like wanted politician on a train drink gimlets get some information flirt charm you know what i mean yeah. like sometimes that act is kind of like an escapism fantasy it's kind of fun yeah like i don't think that like that like because i i had that like mindset of like if not for money then for what and it's yeah. like no i don't know there's like other reasons i also do think there is that thing where like when something's your job and if you're a competitive person you want to be the best at it like i could see yeah. how like once you've broken you know what i mean like if you've broken the seal and you're like yeah this is something i'm willing to do it's like, okay, I could get an even bigger client. Like, you know what I mean? Like I made a hundred thousand dollars yesterday, but like me and Nina could team up and now we're making 300 K in a night. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I do see how yeah. I read this, the a money diary from like the most paid, the highest paid sex worker at like the bunny ranch in Nevada. Yeah. Yeah. And she was talking about how she was like, she had made a million dollars. And so she sat down and strategized like, well, what would it take now for me to make $2 million next year? Like she was like, I want to be the best. I want to make the most money at this. And it was just like any other business with our podcast. Yeah. yeah. 
when you have and something I, you're working I on, I do have to it. say, Diana and Nina Dobrev together as a package, like, I would dip into my 401k for that. <laughs> like, I could not picture, like, have, two hotter. To me, it's so, like, the 14-year-old boy fantasy. Like, you know? Yes, like, it's the like the CW. Grade. But also, dream. like, what we were saying is, like, what kind of guy would like this, like, weird power dynamic where it's so Someone obvious that they're not actually money. in power. And I do feel like... That 14-year-old fantasy is, like, the exact thing up the alley of, like, some person with, like, oil money. They want somebody that, like, somebody else would be impressed by. Yeah. Because I guess, like, neither of them are, like, sexy to me. Like, they're both, yeah, they're both very, they don't have, like, a, they don't ooze sexuality. Like, I feel, remember in seventh grade when, like, the hottest girl was, like, the plainest girl who was the skinniest with the straightest hair? Yeah. (laughs) The, uh, the Natalie Noel, Emily Mariko effect, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, there's nothing to her, and I guess that's why seventh grade boys like her. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's, like, Diana Agron and Nina Dobrev to me are like that. Like, they're so pretty. But that's, I think that's also, too, where it comes from for me, where I'm like, oh, this is a girl who, like, doesn't have to schedule what day she washes her hair because it's so thick and like she doesn't have to put like pimple cream on at night like this is just like a classically attractive girl with like no problems in life and I think growing up I've always been like that's the most enviable thing because that's like so hard to attain yeah I feel like they do both have this like look of just like they just are pretty like the definition of girl pretty you know how there used to be like girl pretty and guy pretty yeah I mean they're very girl pretty so I guess like I can't imagine like they could go to summer camp and everyone's wearing the same summer camp t-shirt but they would still be oh like they're pretty you know what I mean yeah they like just like wear regular clothes better than you. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I just so feel like they would ki- be like kissing to try to like turn the guy on and like there'd be no tongue. Like they seem like they just like <laughs> yeah. they're kind of people who like make out closed mouth the whole time. No, I kind of feel like they're so pretty and classic looking that they're like secret freaks. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Like I could see them like dancing on each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> to try to like warm yeah, it up. But like they're I, not I really I touching. Like I would actually get turned off like watching them try to be sexy. <laughs> Like, they can only exist as a fantasy. Maybe if they reenacted the Say a Little Prayer for You dance, yeah. okay. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> okay, so let's do Leah. Um, let's start off with something nice about Leah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because we're about to trash the shit out of her. So this was basically saying that she, it says, fitting with her nature. If you're a school with a music program, she is your champion. I have seen her raise six figures in a night for programs involving singing and music. She doesn't do galas really, but she will make phone calls and send texts and emails, blah, blah, blah. She's probably raised one million in the past two years. And a lot of that was in small donations. Wow. So she cares about the arts. Good for her. That's nice. Yeah. So we'll start off with that. Now we'll get into the weird stuff. The weirdest thing to me out of all of these blind items, and there's a lot of weird ones, is that she is trying to monetize the death of folks on the show. We heard this. And I think you guys talked about this, but there's two different blinds. One said that she is working or that she was pitching a docu-series on her dead ex, Corey. Now she gets a lot of mileage out of that. So like... I don't know. I guess she wanted to do a docu-series. But then I guess once more people died, then she was pitching a seance show where she would try to connect with all the dead people from the show. This we heard about, and it is batshit fucking crazy. Can you fucking imagine being like, I, Leah Michelle, am going to... Notoriously hated person. It's Demi Lovato levels of insanity. It's Demi Lovato narcissism and insanity. Like... Okay, Corey, she was dating, which I also have doubts about, but like, yeah, technically they were dating, I guess, publicly. 
like it's it was so the idea that she would use Naya Rivera's name for attention. Yeah. They like Naya Rivera had fucking no problem just like shit talking her in interviews. And I think the best shit talking of all was in her memoir when Naya was like, I bet you're expecting me to slam Leah Michelle right now. We actually are like two sides of the same coin. We don't hate each other. We just simply don't get along. And that's all I have to say about it. And you're just like ice fucking cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also have to wonder if she's married to a man. No. Leah Michelle now. Yeah. She's married to the guy who started AYR jeans, which I know because I love those jeans. Great. <laughs> Shout out to the jean company. <laughs> Zandy Reich. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what she her Wait, hold on, let me see hates my... her. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to say that, like, as somebody in a relationship, if my boyfriend ever said, I'm going to, like, work on a project about my dead ex, I'd be like, the fuck you're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, if she's dead out there, she's dead in here. I don't want to hear her name. She's dead to me. Um. Okay. So, Leah Michelle is... I feel like she's been in a lot of PR relationships and they like don't research anything. They're just like, I don't know. This one would look good standing next to you. Like after Corey, she dated a male prostitute from a music video and everyone was like, wait, isn't he a prostitute? And she was just like, no. See, that's what, I don't think it is PR. I think she is like, can't be told anything. I think she knows better than everybody. And I think she like, I mean, whatever their relationship was, it is upsetting if your real or fake ba- boyfriend dies of an unexpected overdose. And I think she was just like, I'm moving on with my life. I found a handsome man and we're very happy together. And then everyone was like, he's a hooker. You hired him. Well, and maybe was this was like, the man from, because there were a lot of blinds from different websites basically saying that um, after the death of Corey, she went on vacation with this like mysterious man um obviously she it was a romantic relationship she was there and everybody saw her with him at the resort and they were like didn't your boyfriend die like two weeks ago what's going on here so that's what made people think either is it pr or is she just like moving on inappropriately because that would have been so st- i think that's the kind of thing if, if it was you real, know it was Corey it. and leah pr because like oh, the fact that she I thought like, that quickly I thought you were, and i'm like i'm a big pr relationship believer but i was like no one in their right <laughs> mind would say PR, the way to yeah. bounce back from a dead boyfriend is yeah. to move on quick like did she have another boyfriend and she was like pr dating Corey, and maybe she and her actual boyfriend had a vacation planned and she was like i know my public boyfriend died but that's no reason to cancel our trip yeah i guess yeah. what i'm so confused about is how she could have been dating somebody who was like actively in the throes of a heroin addiction well and that's why people think yeah. that it was like a pr relationship because they must have just spent no time together but i will say I think that okay I'm not an expert on drugs I do know a lot of former addicts and it's like not you're not like jonesing all that like people are very functional on drugs if they want to be like heroin especially I feel like people have this like idea that like everyone on heroin is like a super junkie Mm. that's like very much not true you can be like really really functional on heroin but on like on pills or on like shooting up shooting up I have no the only experience I have with heroin is what I saw in San Francisco and that was not a yeah. good actor. So the know? thing is it's like when you're wealthy and doing heroin, you can be pretty functional on it. It's when you're poor and doing heroin that you like mm. don't have a maintained supply and it's like the withdrawal that's mostly the problem. Mm. So well, there, like there are and the amount of, of money you spend on it so then you're like losing your house, you're losing every, like you know what I mean? Like when you end up homeless and like with no steady supply of drugs that's when shit is fucked yeah. up. But if you're like a very rich person, just like maintaining a normal dosage of heroin. Well, there there was one night. I think a lot more people are don't on, do heroin. Yeah, but a lot <laughs> more people in Hollywood do it than I think 
you would yeah. think of. There was one. Um, okay, in more Leah Michelle narcissism, we had this one, which I, it's not even that scandalous. I just think it's really funny. So Gwyneth Paltrow allegedly was like getting shit for dressing up as Audrey Hepburn, and people were like, "How dare you dress up like this classic actress? Like, are you gonna try and um, be her in a film?" Blah blah blah. But really, Leah Michelle was making quiet ink inquiries into trying to play Audrey Hepburn in like a documentary on her life and it was like she's not unattractive but there's something about her that makes her really hard to picture her as Audrey Hepburn we don't know if she would physically pass for her blah 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 and I was like to me Audrey Hepburn is the most beautiful woman in the world I would never have the balls to be like I can play her in a documentary also like they do not look alike at all they do not their essence is different well did you see the uproar like this week or like the internet tizzy this week because they did just cast Rooney Mara as Audrey Hepburn oh I think I did see that and everyone is like like Lily Collins screaming at her agent yes yeah Lily Collins could have does look like Audrey but the thing about her is like I feel like Audrey Hepburn has like a very delicate whimsical like she's almost made of nothing essence that even though Lily Collins has anorexicized herself down to barely bones if that (laughs) I mean she's nothing but like eyebrows on top of toothpicks and then she's got a wig (laughs) she's yeah she's eyebrows and a wig on nothing but bone there's something still like not delicate about her there's still like a deep effort that goes into her where I feel like Rooney Mara does have like a weird Mm. like she's just a wisp of dark wind yeah it's like the old money yeah yeah she doesn't need to be here so she doesn't really care and you can feel that lily collins even though she also has money as a la phil collins right lily collins needs to be here wait lily collins is related to phil collins his his daughter Oh my god! How and the rumor. Oh, here's a blind item. Yeah. That. Wait. By th- the way, the guy who did Tarzan, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but he's also like a, a big drummer. <laughs> to me, he is the Tarzan soundtrack okay. guy. There was a rumor. I don't know when it was, but she was up for like an Oscar nom, maybe for one of her old roles. And apparently, he was like going around just like offering to pay people in the Oscar, like just like handing them money to nominate her. Good God! That's so isn't that a good dad? <laughs> That's such a good dad. Nothing yeah. makes me more angry than that Oscars, um, the year at the Oscars when Ricky Gervais was talking about Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein, and everyone has the audacity to be like, "Oh, like poo poo, don't talk about this in the audience." And it's like, I'm sorry, every single one of you motherfuckers knew what was going on, and you have the audacity to not even laugh at a joke, but pretend that like what Ricky Gervais is saying which by the way is talking about the truth that went on that's the thing that's distasteful I was just like the Oscars is so rotted I don't know anyone who likes it we get that all the time on our podcast I'm like oh I'm sorry did you think joking about rape was bad we think rape is bad yeah (laughs) yeah it's insane so I guess we have a different opinion of like good and evil um okay so a lot of this I mean a lot with Leah Michelle is basically just her and Ryan Murphy have like a pretty good relationship. He puts her in shit. She, I don't know. He really likes her for some reason. Um, there was one weird blind saying that she took two days off from filming to have an abortion because the producer got her pregnant, who was married. That's crazy because that happened to Naya too. Really? Naya had to take time off to get an abortion. Yeah. Was it from a producer? No, no it okay. was from her, the guy she married. He had gotten her pregnant. Oh, yes. She the first time they this. dated. And then she told him about it later, right? Yeah. And then that was yeah. how they got back together. Interesting. Okay, well, I will just round some things out at the end here with some of like the lesser-known people. Heather Morris on the show, I always found her awkward to watch because she was just so fucking dumb. Mm. Um, I always said that she did Hollywood right. 
She yeah. had a little life plan. She got an unexpected bump. She went, took her bump and went right fucking back to Arizona and just has the best life in Arizona. Yeah. And she has the nicest blinds, basically saying that she is a rose amongst the weeds. She always greets fans with glee and never caused any production problems, unlike the majority of the featured cast. And that she um, recently got married. Well, keep in mind, these blinds are all from like years and years ago. But she invited everyone from the show except for um, Leah Michelle. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> Because nobody liked her because of her ego. Um, there was a blind about Kevin McHale, the guy who was in the wheelchair, and Glee being closeted. But a week after the blind, he did come out with his boyfriend. Which I always just like to mention because so many people are like, blind items are not true. And I'm like, no, like a lot of them do call <laughs> things right before they happen. Um, and then lastly, Cord Overstreet, which is so funny. Like back oh when God, he was, everyone was like his big smile. So he had a PR relationship with Emma Watson because allegedly he's closeted. Um, and this one was interesting. He spent a weekend with Nick Jonas and Priyanka. And they referred to Nick Jonas as for the closeted former tweener turned A minus list adult singer. Although I do not think Nick Jonas is A minus list. But yeah, I, would, I well, he they had to come back. Yeah, so I guess, and I think dating Priyanka helps. I mean, they all they leveled up by marrying the most famous women in Hollywood at the time. That was that was a really good PR relationship. Like they both gave each other the boost that I don't know if anyone else could have given them. You know, I think they're coming to an end right now. I don't know. I I thought for sure with the changing of the names and things like that, but then they just did that whole stunt with the Netflix roast. So I feel like they have to keep things going at least for a couple more months. I do think yeah. like when you're living a lie anyway, like why not? I'll just keep lying. Yeah. I mean, I think that unless he's going to come out, what's the reason to get divorced? Wait, also what's the, you guys said that Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn are going to be getting engaged soon, but I've been seeing blinds. That, that they gonna, broke up, right? Yeah, that they're going to be breaking up. Did you see those photos that leaked? Yes. Of the them. Pink, the pink hair. No, wig. it's like her in a bra in the bathroom. He's like brushing his teeth. Yeah, and she's well, like those taking came out selfies. like two years ago, but then oh, they okay. recently came back. Which, by the way, doesn't it look like a cruise ship bathroom? It's like so random. It looks like a public school bathroom. Yeah, it's very bizarre. And he's like shaving a beard that he doesn't even have. And allegedly, it was because Selena Gomez's phone got hacked. But there's eight of those photos. So why would Taylor send Selena eight of those photos in a text message? Why are any no of those? Why did any of those photos get taken? It has to be for PR. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's like this weird thing where I like, was she trying to be like, we're like a very sexual couple. We stand around in the bathroom without our shirts on together. But she had the pink wig on. So it must have been some sort of costume party. Do you guys not remember the pink wig? Hold on. I guess I was just so taken aback. Wait, a costume party where he's just shaving? I think they were getting ready for it. So there was like some sort of, you're talking about this picture, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then there was some, somebody put it together, but there was like a party um, that they went to where like a bunch of Joe Alwyn's friends were all wearing pink wigs. So they think that that was like them getting ready for the party or something. But it's just weird. It's like, I don't know, either be naked or don't. But like, this is just like, I wonder why they would have broken up. I don't know. I guess she's like gay. That's what I mean. That's what I think too. But it's also I also think it's weird because if it is a PR relationship, I don't really know what Joe Allen's getting out of it because he seems to hate any association with Taylor Swift. Who knows? I like. I will say I, he wasn't in anything before her. I yeah. think I he wasn't think in he, anything. He's gonna be. He's about to be in that Sally Rooney remake uh, TV show. I know, but I was gonna say I bet you that he thought that 
he had stuff coming out like right around the time that he and Taylor got together or like went public with their relationship. Like the favorite came out like right around when they started. And I think that he kind of thought that he was going to like establish himself alongside Taylor and was like, okay, I won't be like Taylor Swift's little boyfriend. I have like a big movie coming out. Like I have things that I'm working on. And then none of that popped off. Like he's just not like the stuff popped off him in the stuff. No one gives a shit about and so then I think getting pigeonholed is like Taylor's little boyfriend and she's like getting him his little jobs. Yeah. Really pissed I mean, I off. do think that they are dating for real. I yeah, think that's too. a real relationship. I just yeah. find it so fucking weird. Like you can be secretive. There's not a single, there's not like a single photo of you guys on each other's Instagram. Maybe they're doing the Claire method, but it's just like everyone knows you're together. It's been five years. Also, I find it so obscene that he got awarded a Grammy. And it's like Jack Antonoff doesn't really speak about him. None of the other people who worked on the songs really know about him. He said in different interviews that he doesn't have a musical bone in his body, but suddenly he worked on enough songs for you to give him a Grammy. I just think the whole thing's weird. Dude, you know how I would feel about that. I hate that shit. That like my little boyfriend needs credit too. Yeah. Yeah. I would, if I was her friend, I would, it would be. Joe Alwyn is her Rocco. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know all the Elmo and Rocco drama? Yeah. But isn't that also like years old and then it recently resurfaced on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like what I mean you made me watch a bunch of clips of it and I'm, I just it really relate shocking. to it I relate to it because I feel like I'm Elmo and my friends <laughs> awful boyfriends are all Rocco yes. and like suddenly my friend will show up with a boyfriend and be like we have to put him first and I'm like why he sucks yeah <laughs> why yeah. does he get the first pick of cookie yeah like I'm like I and I just really relate to it <laughs> okay well I mean I guess that's the fun thing about blinds like we'll find out yeah. Yeah. They said they were going to break up in January, so TikTok. We heard that they're getting engaged in January, so. <laughs> All we know is that something's happening in January. Yeah, let's see who's right, whose yeah. sources are more accurate, us or them. I can't wait. Great. Okay, Um. any last notes on Glee? Anything that I did or didn't bring up? I'm hoping also that Matthew Morrison and Brian Singer, we find out something about that this year. I would year. love for them to go to jail this year. Wouldn't that be nice as a manifest? <laughs> <laughs> and they share a jail, sale, or a jail cell together. No, they have be to nice. be in a jail with other separated. people because they can't have fun. In, it can't be like a good sleepover. Yeah, you don't want it to be a party. It's not fair to go to jail with your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's my heaven, honestly. <laughs> That's so, my yeah. life, really. I feel like we're <laughs> stuck in jail together. We'll see. And you know what? Maybe 2022 will get even crazier and there will be that seance show, which I hate to admit it, but I would watch the fuck out of that pilot episode. <laughs> I can't. Can I tell you? I know that if it got picked up, it would be canceled after Before one episode because yeah. people would be like so angry. I think her house would get burned down. Yeah, I know. But don't you want to watch that happen? <laughs> no, I want to watch that happen. But I, I don't want to watch, watch the, the show. house burn down. Yes. That could be episode two. Yeah. We all part of the same series. The true stuff. crime. What happened to Leah Michelle? Well, it all started with this dumb show idea. <laughs> exactly it started with the seance and it ended with a um with the second seance. <laughs> <laughs> but it just keeps picking up yeah all right well thank you guys so much and um you, have you guys you said that you might be doing leah michelle or no you but have done naya oh no no, we're no, not no. Doing i mean we can look into it again but i don't think that there's enough meat in that memoir to call it a memoir i think Ooh, we've backed ourselves in that more. corner a few times i'm pretty sure it's like lifestyle tips with like a few excerpts of like personal essay. Yeah. Okay. So so here we uh we support Naya and uh we also like Diana Agron. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Thanks for this having us. All right. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Huge thank you to Claire and Ashley. Um, if you have not checked out Celebrity Memoir Book Club podcast 
please do. I'm trying to think of like some of my favorites. Like they could literally make a book about diapers interesting. But in case you're like thinking of which episode to get started with for them, my favorite is probably the Olivia Munn one because it's just completely unhinged. Um, Jamie Lynn Spears is their most recent one. Obviously, to go along with this episode, Naya Rivera. Oh, speaking of another unhinged person, Yolanda Hadid. Um, interestingly enough, it didn't spill that much tea, but I thought it was kind of sweet. Uh, Miley Cyrus is one. The Leandra Medina. Okay, I'm just going to end up saying all of them. So go check it out. And uh, just the last thing I want to say is kind of like an ask for any resources, (laughs) lumber, (laughs) barley, no, Um, basically, uh, I don't want this to like be boring and annoying, but basically, it's been a really shit week for me. Um, There were four different times that I was just browsing things online, not even looking myself up, and I came across forums where people uh, were not saying lovely things about Fluently Forward or who I am as a person or things like that, which, you know, of course I get it. Um, It's the internet. And I will say there was a moment where I was like, oh my God, is this like the universe telling me to stop doing blind items because like I'm saying things about celebrities that may or may not be true and being on the receiving end of it, like seeing people online call you things that you are not or like say that they catch a vibe from you that you didn't think you were putting out, um, you know, doesn't feel good and then that also is paired with I don't know if anyone was keeping up with the drama of um Hello Teffy on TikTok with Brittany Ferlin basically Hello Teffy she's also a pop culture you know celebrity gossip TikToker and she made this series on Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee and their relationship because Hulu I think is doing not even like a documentary it's kind of like a TV show about their relationship whatever and Brittany Furlan, if that's how you say it, she is an ex-Viner who is married to Tommy Lee now. And she put out a video being like, hey, Teffy, like your video really hurt me because like, you know, all this gossip is in the past. And like there are people behind these gossip videos that you make and like it hurts their feelings. And everyone rushed to Teffy's defense, obviously, because you know, she wasn't doing like what I do is nasty, (laughs) you know, it's blind items. But Hello Teffy was literally just talking about news articles about Tommy Lee, facts, things that he's said in his own book that he did. Um, Anyway, so that was something crazy. I don't know, I guess I've just been having a crisis of confidence. And I'm like, should I even be doing this podcast? Like, is it bad? Is it good? I don't make any money off of it. And like, it's so much work. And then I'll see like things online that just like cripple me and like make me want to quit. And I don't know, I just like, I feel so bad. Like I've ruined every night this week with my boyfriend because I've just been like, in like not a good place. And I feel bad about that too. Anyway, um, it is the internet, and even if I don't agree with you know what you think about me, I'll defend to the death your right to say it because everyone has you know the right to their own opinion, of course. That being said, like I would like I would like to keep podcasting, and I know that I need to get better at this and build like a thicker skin or just have like resources to know how to handle this because at this point in time I am not handling it well. So anyway, that's where the resources like lumber and ale and barley come in um no I'm looking for like if there's an article you've read about this or like a book or a podcast that like helped you kind of navigate the internet and just like how to grow a thicker skin or 
not be so sensitive or things like that, please send it to me because it's really like a skill I need to get better at. And, um, you know, just please trust in me if you see anything nasty online. Like I, I don't even know, whatever. I don't want to like over explain because that's agonizing. And then I don't want to under explain and have you think that by me not addressing something online, it means that I agree with that, you know, horrible opinion or something. So I don't know what to do. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, and now I feel bad because we're ending the podcast on like such a shitty note. So, uh, let's end it nicer because next Monday has already been recorded. It just needs to be edited. So I will catch you here next week. We have a very special guest, Glam Demon 2004, the brilliant Serena Shahidi will be on. And we talked about blind items on everyone in old Hollywood from everyone from Marilyn Monroe to Audrey Hepburn to a lot more. And it wasn't just blind items that we covered. We also covered a little bit of like an autobiography of their lives, which spoiler alert, uh, they're all pretty tragic. So anyway, I went into it being like, I don't really care about old Hollywood. Then I looked it up and I started to care. And then I talked to Serena, I just keep calling her glam demon. Um, And I was like, wow, now I really care about this. So I'm excited to edit that and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it next week and thank you for listening this week and I hope everyone has a wonderful week take a drink every time I say week (laughs) week 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 okay I'll see you guys later bye